Women Taking the Lead, Episode 22. I don't know why I feel like it's okay for men. It's more okay for men to fall down and to fail at things than it is for women. I'm not sure where I get that from. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. This episode is sponsored by Luma Coaching. Want some support to get your dreams off the ground? Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Lara Laced, who is a business owner with a background in marketing communications. Her love for personal and professional exploration led her to live overseas and earn a master's in women's studies. Currently, Lara resides in San Diego, where she is building a thriving business with her show notes made easy business. Lara, that's just a little introduction for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Hi. So first and foremost, thank you for having me on, Jody. It's really a pleasure to be here with you and all of your audience. Uh, so a little about me right now. My business is Show Notes Made Easy, and I have the absolute pleasure of listening to show notes every day and write, or listening to podcasts and writing show notes every day. So uh, I spend, you know, a good six or eight hours every day focused on that and also building my team who helps me. Um, So it's really pretty amazing. And uh, it's taken me a long time to get here. And uh, I definitely have some humble beginnings, which I'm happy to dive into and share with everyone and, and hopefully give them some value along the way. Awesome. And you've clearly, you've traveled, you've started your own business. So you've, you've gained some success and some confidence, but take us to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you learned. Yeah. Well, I think there's definitely been more than one time when I've played small. Uh, wow. There was a period, my background is also copywriting. Uh, and I wrote for, an online, um, I'm very interested in health and alternative health, um, just natural ways of, of allowing our bodies to heal themselves. And so I was writing for Dr. Mercola, who's pretty well known in those circles. And just looking back on that opportunity, like there's so much more that I could have done to capitalize on that, just the name recognition that he carries. Uh, and I never really did. I, I feel like I kind of half-heartedly tried to so, uh, so yeah, I think I, I really played small just within the confines of that opportunity. That's, you know, just one example. I think that is really tough for a lot of women and men too. I hear, I hear from men as well, where it's really hard to promote ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, even when we're affiliated with a big name, there was a part of us, and I don't know if this was the case for you, but I know I had a hard time with that at first where I felt like I was name dropping and right. that felt sleazy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, and so I wouldn't. And finally I realized like, no, I, I earned a seat at the table. Yeah. Like there's a reason why I'm affiliated with this person. And if I'm going to be able to help people, I'm going to have to talk about myself. So I have to promote. And there, even today, there are some times when I'm putting Facebook posts out there and, you know, t- even talking about this podcast with people, I'm like, oh, are they sick of hearing about it? You know, is this too much? But, but you know, as a business owner, you have got 
to promote. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and you're totally right. I mean, if, if we're talking about what we do and who we serve, it's and we're coming from that place of, um, you know, we're doing it to help other people, that's that's so much different than being like, oh, well, I work for so-and-so and I'm so great and blah, 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 you know. <laughs> right. That's the difference there. And so when you're coming from that place of service, just, you know, express from there and and uh, people will get that you're genuine about what you're sharing. It won't come off as sleazy or pitchy or anything like that, I think anyway. No, not at all. Because when there's a purpose behind what you're sharing, then people get that. It's usually when people name drop and that's the point of their story. Right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then it comes off a little weird and tacky. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Lara, now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and the steps you took that led to your success. Oh, that's such a great question. I feel like I've had a lot of those, especially in the last year or so. It's It's been about a year and a half since I started writing show notes. And uh, as you can imagine, you know, having 12, 15 hours of podcasts in your ears per week really can make a big difference because um, I listen to pretty quality stuff. And it, one of the things that's really uh, sort of opened up for me or, or that I've gotten in my bones, I would say, is that failure is just part of our journey. It's not the stopping, it's not a, you know, a stopping block. It's, it's something that we learn from and we grow from. And it's, it's not to be looked at as, Oh, you know, I'm a terrible person. I didn't, you know, I've, I lost this client or, you know, I didn't make this sale or this business, even this business didn't work out for me. I'm a failure. I suck. I should just move on. Uh, no failure is, it's not a failure at all. It's just a learning lesson. And to really, truly succeed, you absolutely have to fail. You have to fail. And you have to fail and fail and fail and fail until you succeed. That's how it works. It isn't, you know, you hit a home run on your first at bat. It doesn't work that way. So I've finally gotten that in my bones in the last year, and it's made a huge difference. Can you share with us an example of a failure you had where you, you know, it might have hurt at first, right? Because even though we have to deal with failure, it hurts a little bit, but that you were able to turn it around and make something of it. Yes. Uh, there's, I mean, there's certainly been a few times I've, um, you know, some clients have come and gone in the last year and a half just for various reasons. Uh, so when that happens, uh, I have to look at that as an opportunity and not a failure. Um, so, and it, yeah, I have moments where I'm like, oh, that's really awful. I, you know, I enjoyed working with them or, you know, the money was great or whatever. And um, so I have to take a step back and, and just think, okay, well, I can look at this as a failure or I can learn something and see an opportunity here and move on to what's next. Uh, also with my course show notes made easy, you can't ever create something and then it's done. So, um, it's, I, I've never really done a full launch for it. I just kind of talk about it with people. So I haven't had the sales that I would like to have. So I, instead of, you know, talking that up as a failure and, and moving on, I thought, okay, what can I do? What can I revise and what else can I offer people? So I'm in the process now of revamping my course um, and there'll be a new release for it at, I think, in early June. I haven't set a date for it yet. But, yeah, I'm going back and, and revising and revamping and 
And those are the steps that I've taken when I've looked at, you know, what I've accomplished with it so far and where I want it to go. And since I'm not where I want to be, I know that I can go back and change things and uh, set a new course. That sounds like a pretty great wake up call, right? Because your business, you said, you know, you shared um, in the pre-chat that, you know, someone just needed some show notes for their podcast and you knew them. So you did it for them and then they introduced you to somebody else and introduced, which is really great because your business has largely grown through word of mouth. You haven't had to do a lot of marketing, which is really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you have a marketing background and you haven't done any marketing right? <laughs> for your podcast yet and that you've been able to, you know, reach the level that you have thus far. But, yeah. you know, what a great wake up call that like, okay, some people needed to transition out and that's a normal part of business. Mm-hmm. Like people come, people go. And as, as painful as that is, what it's causing you to realize is like, well, I never launch my business, although it probably wasn't a, a realization, but it it sounds like it made you realize it would be a good thing if I did a launch. Yeah, because I have, <laughs> I have uh, so I offer the show notes themselves and I also have a course that helps people if they uh, either don't want to work with me or can't afford to work with me and my team, they can, t- they can get the course and do that. So yeah, I've never marketed really either of the two and I'm like, oh, that might be something I could work on next. So yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. And what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. We're all different and we're going to lead differently. So Lara, how would you describe your leadership style? I, wow, I don't know if I've ever had to describe it before. Uh, I would say that I, hmm, I'm a leader. I always want to put myself in the other person's shoes. Uh, and sometimes I don't do a great job of that, but uh, what I get in the results tells me how I'm leading. So if I'm not getting the results I want, then I take a step back and go, okay, what can I do differently? How can I connect with this person so that we can both get what we need? They can be providing what I've asked them to provide and I can help them do that in the easiest possible way. So I liked, I very much like to work with people from a team perspective. Like, yes, I am the boss but I want the environment that I create, even though everyone is virtual, I want the environment and the connection we have to be genuine and to be respectful and to be beneficial for both sides. So, so I always like to look at the other person's perspective and uh, you know, give as much as I can to that person. That's huge. And I think no matter how good we all get at communicating, right? Because we steadily get better. Even yeah. I think even the best communicators out there are going to constantly come into situations where they asked for something, they didn't get it. What happened? Right. Like what was, what was the breakdown? And it's, it's all communication. Mm-hmm. It's such a communication, such a big topic. I feel like you could get, you know, you could, I mean, people do get communication degrees, but I really feel like you could study and study and study how to convey a message. So people get, understand what you said and do what you wanted them to do. And there would still be more to learn. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And Laura, what is one thing that you are working on right now that you're really excited about? Oh, there's lots. Uh, So for 2015, my focus is uh, an actual launch of show notes made easy of the course. So, so I'm super excited about, uh, revamping the videos that I have and, and anyone who, so anytime that someone buys the product from me, they're going to get all the revised versions. So people who are already, who have already taken the course, I'm like, you get here, you get a bonus 
or, you know, you get the old videos and the new ones. How awesome is that? Uh, so I'm super excited to offer that to people and also just to build my team. I mean, I'm pretty much at the maximum capacity that I can do myself. So anyone who's coming on now and, and is having me do their show notes, they are working with my team. I mean, they go through me, but they know that, that they will have my trained writers will be working on their show notes. So I'm super excited for that because for my, I mean, almost my entire life, I've wanted to be a writer. And it's, if anyone has ever tried it to make a living as a writer, it's not the easiest thing in the world. There aren't a lot of great paying gigs. And, you know, this is my opportunity to, uh, to help other people do that, to be able to make, you know, to have some income from writing and to be able to do something they enjoy doing. So I'm super excited for all of that. Yes. And as we were talking about um, prior to um, hitting the record button, you're kind of a pioneer yeah. <laughs> in, this, in this niche. You're the first person I knew who branded themselves as a writer specifically for show notes. Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty incredible. And I feel very, very blessed. I mean, I do tell people that, yes, it might look like it fell into my lap, but there was a solid I would say eight years of me working as either part-time uh, self-employed or fully self-employed and, you know, just looking for my niche and what I can offer in this space, in, in the communications and marketing space uh, that will benefit other people. And so, yeah, it was eight years of uh, working towards this opportunity. So I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Yes. I was like saying you had prior experiences that prepared you to take advantage of the opportunity when it presented itself. Absolutely. Right. Very few things just fall into our laps. You know, I hear a lot of people say I fell into a job. Right. <laughs> I love, I love that expression, you know, and yes, it might've been, not been a job you would have even thought of doing, but there were skills, there, there were talents that you had, like you'd had experiences prior to that, that made it so you could say yes, when the opportunity yep. presented itself. Yep. So that's huge. Yes. Okay, Lara, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? So I, I am a reader. And yes, I read fiction. But I, I would say the number of fiction books I own it's like one to every one fiction book to every like six nonfiction books. So I read a lot on leadership, on personal development, personal growth, business development. And I, I spend, um, I actually just started the miracle morning practice, but I, ah, yes. yeah, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> great. Uh, I spend every day, I, probably just 10 minutes or so reading. I read a minimum of 10 pages every day. So I think that's one practice that makes a huge difference. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Mm, that's so great because I feel like there are a lot of books by men in our space. And uh, I know, I wish I could remember the woman's name, but she just, she had permission from Napoleon, the Napoleon Hill Foundation. I think it's think, the Think and Grow Rich Foundation. I think that's what it's called. They gave her permission to rewrite thinking grow rich from a women's from a woman's perspective oh i actually haven't read it yet but i'm like oh i really want to read that so that's one book i would certainly recommend of course because thinking grow rich i think is an amazing book and i've read it multiple times and i remember reading it 
obviously with my women's, um, my women's studies masters, I was like, mm, this would be great written for a woman or written in a language that includes women more. And I understand then it, you know, it wasn't women just weren't in the workplace because that was written in what the twenties or thirties. Yes. Yes. So yeah, to have it written for women, I think is, is pretty incredible. So well, I'm completely intrigued. Yeah. I need to. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go. I'll Google it after after we uh, stop recording and and find the link for you, and you can include it for your for your listeners. Absolutely. And knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? You know, I think the only thing I would change uh, is knowing that failure is part of the equation. Because I, I really feel like I didn't get that message for probably the first, oh, I don't know, six, seven years that I was self-employed or, or building a business. So, and even before then, actually, it would, I mean, that's just something that's incredible for people to know whatever they're doing. You know, if we can just build that into our children, uh, think how different our world would be. So, so yeah, I would change that. <laughs> Yeah. How empowering would that be to know it's okay to get it wrong the first time yes. <laughs> or the first several times, yes. you know, depending on what you're working on. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was one of those kids, like I did really well in school and I was very like, I have to get A's and you know, all of that. And I think uh, maybe in particular for women, like we, um, yeah, we're just very like, we want to do things well and uh, there's sort of an expectation of, I don't know why I feel like it's okay for men. It's more okay for men to fall down and to fail at things than it is for women. I'm not sure where I get that from. That's kind of, and maybe that's just my perspective, but yeah. No, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one because the research um, that has come across, you know, or I should say has been on my radar is how women are more likely um to wait to apply for a higher position or for a promotion until they've met all the criteria. Oh yeah. And men don't. Right. And part of it is women feel like they have to earn it. Oh. They have to do well and they have to do it right when they like yeah. they feel like if I get a promotion I have to already know how to do that job. Yeah. Yep. And men are more comfortable with learning on the go. Yes, absolutely. I get that. Mhm. Yeah. Now, Lara, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Okay. Well, I think, you know, in addition to the failure is just part of the equation, um, there's this quote, it's, it says, where there is much light, the shadow is deep. And I think for me anyway, that's really like when you see someone who is genuinely positive and genuinely just seems like a bright person. I don't feel like that's, that happens overnight. I feel like if you're really going to uh, fully embrace the human experience, whether that is as a business leader or simply in your life in general, I feel like you have to embrace the shadow as well. So when you can do that, you know, then I feel like you can shine pretty brightly. So, so I really love that quote because I have certainly seen my share of, of dark days and, and have had to look at the, the more painful side of things. And I, I think that has given me a very well-rounded perspective. 
And it, it also allows me to be a very bright person. That makes perfect sense that you know, the, the happiest people are the one because life brings us what it brings us, right? Some of it we label good, some of it we label bad, but we don't get one or the other. We get it all. Yes. Right. And so the people who are able to consistently be happy, it makes sense that they're the ones who can accept both experiences and not get bogged down in it. Right. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was in coach training, one of the, um, you know, kind of cliche sayings that came up was this too shall pass. Oh yeah. But, but the perspective was, is when things are going good, remember as well that this too <laughs> yeah. shall pass. So really appreciate it, right? Yeah. Really appreciate it, enjoy it and know that it's temporary. And the same thing goes for the bad experience. It bad experiences is embrace it, appreciate it and know that it's temporary. This too shall pass. And it, really made a huge difference for me. Like it was like a different way to look at things. Yeah. And so I find when I'm, you know, in a joyful moment, like really just wanting to pause and just capture it and enjoy it for what it is. And when things are really bad also, like just kind of like, it's really powerful, um, to also take a pause, Mm -hmm. you know, when everything's hitting the fan and things are not going the way you want it to, to just take a pause and and think about like, well, what am I learning? What am I gaining from this experience? What is this trying to show me? Um, So yeah, when you said that, all these things started running through my head. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. And lastly, Laura, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Uh, on my, my website, which is shownotesmadeeasy.com, there is a contact button on there, and you can just send me a question or comment, anything you'd like to reach out about. I am there. And we'll be looking forward to hearing about your launch as well. Thank That'll you. That'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. And you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And Lyra, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We're all better for having met you. Oh, thank you, Jody. It was my pleasure. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas, you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching, or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.